Happy Boxing Day. When we were planning the services for this quarter and the worship committee, um, there was a question, do we even have a service today? And I, I was kind of the one who said, I really feel like we should. Um, you know, I know we won't hit a lot of people here, but I, uh, it's, this community was here for me when I needed it, and I want to make sure it's here for anyone else who needs it when they need it. And they said, great, do you want to do the talk? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, sure, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> All right. Um, and I thought, I know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a talk, and it's going to be about what I learned from kangaroos. Because you know, kangaroo is boxing. And it was going to be funny, I promise. It was going to be funny until I started actually reading about kangaroos. And I didn't learn that much about life from them. So I had to abandon that idea with not a lot of time left. Um, so, um, and yesterday, I, I always thought that the 12 days of Christmas started on Christmas Day. I was going to be looking at you to confirm what I learned yesterday. Um, because even Kitty today said happy second day of Christmas, and I, I didn't want to contradict her. Um, but today is the first day of Christmas. If you look at, I always knew January 6th was the 12th day, right? If you look at the calendar and count back days, you have to skip a day to make Christmas Day the first day of Christmas. So um, happy first day of Christmas. I hope you all got your partridges in your pear trees. Um, it's also um, the first day of deep discounts on inflatable Santas and um, returns, um, exchanges, and uh, can you just stop at the store for some batteries? Uh, and being on a Sunday this year, um, I'd like to voice a concern for my stepson who's working at Target today. Um, he's gonna have a long day with exchanges. Um, so, it's always been kind of an odd day for me. Um, all the hype and all the preparations and everything leading up to Christmas. Um, and then it's the day after Christmas and the, it's, it's kind of this, this almost like a void between Christmas Day and, uh, and the New Year's Eve parties. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you're still out of school and there's you play with your toys on Christmas Day, and then by the day after, you're like, I'm bored with these toys. What's next? Um, all the shopping, all the, all the parties are over, um, all your family's gone home, maybe, and the food's eaten, or, or in my case, the food's left in the refrigerator until I'm really sure that it's not good to eat anymore. <laughs> um, the, and there always seems to be something that I could have done better. And on my way home, I'm, it's going to be this talk. <laughs> There's always going to be something that I could have done better if I'd planned more, if I'd spent more time figuring out where to be and who to see and what to get. Um, <clears throat> there's, you know, it's, I've, and that's just kind of like my life. I, I anticipate and I plan and I envision, I imagine what it's going to be like. And it never quite is the same. And that's one of my lessons out of this, this talk and, and kind of reflecting on all this is that anticipation is fine, and it can be fun, and it, and it can carry its own joy, but the reality, just because it's different, doesn't mean it's bad, or it doesn't have its own um, joys. It can be 
different and good. So, like I said, when I agreed to give today's talk, I didn't really have anything in mind. It just seemed important to gather in community, even if only a few of us could be here. Um, this time of year, usually, planning a service is really easy for me, because it's all about the music, right? It's all the music, I pick out all the songs, and then I you know, tie them together with a little, <clears throat> little commentary <clears throat> here and there, and um, that's another way that this year is just different. I think this year was different for a lot of us when we anticipated that it would be like it was before. And it's, it's different than last year, for sure. But it's still not back to normal. And now, do we have an idea of what normal even is anymore? So, so then that's why this, this talk might be a little rambly. <laughs> um, so Boxing Day, it's also known as the Day of Goodwill, um, St. Stephen's Day. And of course, we just sang about good King Wenceslas, looked out on the Feast of Stephen. Um, Wenceslas, of course, was not a king in his lifetime. I'm sure he was good. He was a, du a duke, and he was crowned king after his death. And then, much later, named a saint. Um, saint Stephen was considered Christianity's first martyr. He was killed for his beliefs. Um, he was known for serving the poor and is traditionally celebrated with charity and the distribution of alms. Um, the actual name Boxing Day may have come from that ancient, uh, that old English tradition um, they trace back to the Middle Ages, the day when the alms box is opened, you know, all year people are dropping their, their little half pennies in the alms box, and the day after Christmas, um, the boxes are opened and distributed to the poor. The servants of the well-off and the landowners um, would receive their gifts from their, their families or their, their, the families they served. Um, might, maybe some leftovers. You know, they didn't have refrigeration, so they had to do something with all the leftovers, give them to the servants. Um, maybe some cast off clothing. So all basically secondhand stuff that was being passed down from the wealthy Christmas celebrations, Christmas Day, to the servants um, on Boxing Day. Uh, side note on that, think about the difference between here we had some leftover and here we made some extra for you. So some sources also suggest Boxing Day can be traced back to the Celts, um, along with many other holiday traditions that have been incorporated into Christian celebrations. And I love the traditions. Um, we're, Jim and I were atheists. Um, but I was raised in that tradition with the carols and the, the stories, and, and, um, and I'm going to quote, um, I'm not going to sing it because this song is like six minutes long, and, but if you YouTube it, Tim Minchin, great atheist comedian songwriter, um, wrote my favorite Christmas song, which is called White Wine in the Sun, and one of the things he says is, yes, I have all of the usual objections to consumerism, to the commercialization of an ancient religion, to the westernization of a dead Palestinian press ganged into selling PlayStations and beer. But I still really like it. That's me. This year was different. My dad's in memory care. My stepson, uh, the same one working at Target, he's 21. Um, tomorrow will be three years since he lost his mother to cancer. And he's living with us now for the last year. That is, let me tell you, that's different. <laughs> um, so while I went through the motions of shopping for gifts, helping mom plan Christmas dinner, 
um, guiding dad through some online shopping so that he wouldn't feel bad for being empty-handed when we showed up at his room on yesterday with, with presents for him. Um, of course, my usual last minute, what do I get for Jim for Christmas? <laughs> Thankfully, that was resolved like Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, but it was still different. Um, but different doesn't mean bad. Um, this year I didn't know really exactly what to expect. I had some, some things built into my mind of things that I would like to see and I didn't see them. Um, there were some opportunities I missed that I could have done something really cool. Um, it was different. This um, solstice, this winter solstice, was the darkest time of year for my ancestors. Um, the last harvest, far behind. Um, first fruits of spring, way far off. It's like right in the middle of that. It's the time of year when it, it feels natural just to pull into yourself, keep yourself warm, keep yourself safe. Um, we huddle, we, you know, my ancestors probably before refrigeration um, were rationing maybe food by then. They were certainly not giving it away. What made them think a feast would be a good idea this time of year? There would be months before food would really be plentiful again. They wouldn't know what might happen in the meantime, you know, um, what visitors might claim hospitality. What possessed them at this darkest time of year to open their homes and their larders and their cupboards to friends, family, strangers? Why not wait a few more months until there's plenty to share? A few more months, the need isn't the same. In the dark of winter, it's easier not to see people who need something, who need help. Um, even now that we have refrigeration and a semi-functional at this point supply chain, more people are vulnerable to the hunger and the cold, even, you know, it's pretty balmy outside today. Even before the pandemic, this was the time when we need to stretch just a little bit, make a little bit more of an effort while we're keeping ourselves safe to look out for the people in our community as well. It's a dark time for many of us. Um, you know, sometimes it's, this year is a little hard for me and I know it's some people, my stepson, it's never going to be easy. Um, it will always be the time he lost his mother at such a young age. And it will be a time that, you know, he'll be doing well to hold himself together. And there are a lot of people for various reasons in that situation. Uh, so it's a time for, for me to set my own burdens aside um, and see if I can help someone else who might need it. Um, for me also, it's usually uh, a time where I'm regretting and you know, going over disappointments and things that didn't go. You know, you look at past year, what did I do? Really, not a lot. Um, but this year, I'm giving myself a new tradition. I'm giving myself grace giving myself grace to let these things go. I'm, I'm giving myself the permission, if you will, to not expect myself to do all things and be all things to all people, but to find maybe when I can 
that one thing I can be to that one person who needs it at that time, be outside myself a little bit. Um, I don't know what next year is going to look like. All I know is that however I imagine it, it's going to be different. It's not going to be what I think it's going to be. So I don't know. Y'all put in, you know, tell me what I should imagine that you don't want to happen, and I'll make sure it doesn't. Um, so this kind of all comes down to, I don't know if you'd call it living in the moment or, or accepting you know, the, the serenity prayer. I, I, um, having a lot of alcoholics in my life, I've, I've learned that. Um, but what I remembered was that it was six years ago in August 2015 that I gave my first talk here. And it was on the history of the end of the world. And for some reason that just came into my head. Um, and in all the, the reading I did on that, pandemics did not play into it, so don't worry, it's not the end yet. Um, so, but it did end that talk with the words of the poet Kalidasa, which kind of in a sense seem appropriate today. Uh, and that is, look to this day, look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course lie all the verities and realities of your existence, the bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of achievement, are but experiences of time. For yesterday's but a dream, tomorrow is only a vision, and today, well lived, makes yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day. Such is the salutation to the ever new dawn. Amen, and may it be so.